KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. This week, though, we're telling you right now we're going to back the money. I will have at least a grand on this game here at the Westgate Sportsbook. Minus three is where it's at right now. If you can get this right now, lock it in. Take it at minus three and pound the hell out of it. The Buffalo Bills, minus three. Lock it in. South Beach going to be a lot of fun for our bank accounts, baby. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Steve Serrano and Dave O. He is back from Las Vegas with no baggage. I thought you might at least brought a girl back. Nothing? No, what happens there stays there. No, you know that. No, not anymore. Not in 2021. That's for damn sure. Welcome to the show. Casey Pressbox, show number 19. We apologize that uh, uh, we missed last week. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, had some personal things. I know a lot of people reached out via social media, but we're back in full action every single Thursday. That's the best part about this. Uh, as we got a lot to dig into, especially with the NFL. Um, and we also got to talk about the Chiefs. I know. It's it's an interesting situation there. Normally, I have this conversation about the Royals. All right? They, they struggle. They, they get me on the struggle bus. And now what do I look forward to? I'm nervous. The Chiefs have me nervous right now. So we're going to obviously talk about um, what somebody wrote in our script, awful Chiefs game last week. Mm-hmm. That's Nick, the good old intern. Do we have to? Is really, I'd like to just skip last week. No, we can't. We and t- just let's ignore it and let's move well, forward. We're skipping Baltimore because we, we just, missed last week. So just we'll skip like that one. Patrick Mahomes said in his most recent press conference, if you caught that, and obviously we'll talk about this later in the show, he says, We still have the Super Bowl swagger. Right. And it's true. It's okay? September. I mean, come on. I know it's September, but what happened to the 20 and 0? I've got a rant later about them, by the way. Um, so a lot, like to, it. lot to talk about that. Plus, we're going to dig into some marquee NFL games, uh, especially if you're a football, uh, fantasy football football player um i mean we we got to dig dig into that too we finally got our first win on our fantasy team came through, baby! wow one and two now talk about just a struggle bus that we've been around here on casey press box uh so we'll dig into that but really the guy that's red hot right now is davo uh you've got 14 wins and six losses right now i mean so if you're following along with davo's bets that's which i know which i know a lot of people do 14 wins, six, six losses. There's a lot of money to be made if you're following Davo. 70%. And that's, that's 20 is a de- starting to get to a decent amount of, of you but know. But see, I don't think you should say 70%. Well, that's pretty damn good, dude. Because in college, 70%, that's a C. No, that's like a, where'd you go to school? It's like yeah. a C minus no, or a D plus. No, that's a C. 70? 70 you, is a C. Did you guys not have the minus scale at Northwest? 71 is a B. But did you not have the, no, 81 is a B. No. It's 90 to 100 is an A. 80 to 90 is a B. 70 to 80 is a C. Yeah, so 60, exactly. and so, 65 is an F, right? I'm just saying. We're, C is not that you, great if you, guys, you look at it that way. Did you have that stupid minus skill? We added that at Nebraska. No, like we don't. A, we do. It's an A or a B. Yeah, in our third year, they added the stupid minus thing. No, but I'm just saying, when you look at it that way, C's not that great. Okay. It looks yeah. great, 14 and 6, but then a C. Come on. You can, I, I know can, D's are diplomas, but C's, what's that? You know, I could literally do this for a living if I could hit 70% long term. The, the door is right there. Uh, trust me. You're my boss. So some, so days, may, some may, days I'm thinking about walking through may, it. Make sure, though, you tell a friend, subscribe, regardless. Of, I, I will tell you, though, if you're at 70% or if you're at 50%, uh, if you're above 50%, you're obviously doing a phenomenal job. And trust me, if I was doing this without the KC Press Box, 70%, I would never achieve. Right. I'd be lucky to achieve 
20%. Uh, so make sure you tell a friend about the show, caseypressbox.com, caseypressbox.com. You can subscribe to whatever way you want to subscribe. Um, listen to us however you want to listen to us, uh, but make sure you tell somebody about the show. David, uh, welcome back uh, from, uh, from Las Vegas. How was it? Well, it was great going in. So, so that's been two weeks ago for those. You know, the, the Baltimore Ravens game was that I was up a grand. I got up again, 900 the first day. We, la- we last spoke on the press box my second day in Vegas. I was up, I think, 923 or something like that. So I was up right around a grand going into that Sunday night game in the NFL. I just kind of stayed. I had one mm-hmm. losing day, but put me back down to even. And then, you know, just kind of made a few hundred a day. It was kind of a frustrating trip. And it ended frustrating because I put two grand on the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. Two grand. They were up by 11 points with like 10 minutes left. And we all know what happened with the Hilaire fumble Mm. and the Mahomes turnover Mm. and the defense not being able to Mm. stop anybody. And it was... So I went. Mm. I, I was going for the juggler. I was trying to get the three thousand dollar winning trip, and ended up. I ended up making some money in the Royals the next day, so I came back down like six hundred. So it was, it was a disappointing trip. But what, do you think it was? The, I mean, it was the Chiefs. Obviously, I know you. You lost when that fumble occurred. You yeah. told me, "quote You yelled F U C very loud. in the middle of the sports book, and a lot of people turned around." <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. Most people there, you know, have like twenty bucks or fifty bucks. So obviously, you didn't come come away with the wad you wanted to come away with. Not this time, no. But how are the buffets? Buffets was that worth it then? Buffets are like back open again, mainly. And and the one at the Westgate there, dude. Shockingly, the Westgate one's gotten better. It used to be just decent, but it's gotten much better. So did you say hi to my friend Travis while you're out there? We saw Travis. I miss Travis. He said, "Bring the wife out soon." Oh, me or you? Well, I don't have. Uh, Well, that's I was curious if you were going to bring my wife out soon. I didn't know how that was going to work. Gladly take her. I get away from you for a weekend. Um, So we tell Travis I said hello. Westgate. They always treat us well out there. So, uh, David, a lot to talk about. Are you ready to dig into this, or do you have anything else you want to we want to chat about? I assume we're going to talk about the home run last night that I was at. The Salvi hit another one. Let's get so we get into forty eight, forty seven now. Four, but 48. No, 48. Be, so yeah, yeah, I was going to say he's yeah. at 48. Yeah, he was yeah. at 47 going into the game. 48 put him Tied at the Soler. tie of Soler yeah. for the Royals. So obviously let's talk about sports. This is something positive here in Kansas City when we're talking about the Royals. So let's do the it. KC Press Box headlines. All right. Obviously uh, diving right into Mr. Perez, which I think it was Tuesday of this week that mm-hmm. it announced the uh, official 15-year signing 15 years ago, I think is what it was, Yeah, uh, Salvador Perez, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I even loved what the Kansas City Royals put out and said, I think this was a pretty good choice yeah. uh, when we signed him. Uh, but congratulations to that guy. Salvador Perez hits 48 last night. Um, what's How many games remaining? Four. Now, you saw him sprain the ankle, right? You heard about yes, that? Or yes. did you go to bed with the kid too early? Well, once he hit the home run, I said it was good night. So he, for those who don't, I'm sure most people know this, but going down the dugout stairs the next inning, mm. he missed the bottom stair mm. and severely sprained his ankle. They were afraid it was broken. Like, they were all panicked. So he came up for his second at bat, struck out, look, didn't look well. After the game, he said, well, I'm, I'm lucky. It looks like it's not broken. So it's back to a whole bunch of tape and a whole bunch of pills. <laughs> so he's going to try to, I'm guessing they're going to probably DH him the next four nights, right? If he can mm-hmm. walk and it's not broken, he's got the whole winter to heal it. As long as it's not going to hurt him. You know, for the long term, he's got probably got to figure 11 or 12 more bats. The problem is he'll have to run if he gets a single or a walk or something. So it's, does uh, he break the record for Solaire? Break Solaire. Yes. One home run. One more. I think he ends up. That would also tie him for. I know. I, I think the one that's most important to him is being from Venezuela. A lot of pride for that country. And sure. There's a lot of tragedy over there right now. But he's one away from tying the Venezuelan born record, which is by a guy named Eugenio Suarez for the Reds. I think he really wants that. I think he. I heard him say he wants 50. Because 50 what, would break everything. What's Showtime at? 
There are two behind him. There, so he's, well, he's got the lead now. Showtime's three behind him, and Vladimir Guerrero is two behind him. So, so he's, he's got, got the lead. He's got a two home run. So what he could end up doing, he's leading the major leagues in home runs and RBIs, right? So he, he could end up doing that. He already broke Johnny Bench's record. He's hopefully going to break the club record, and maybe he breaks the Venezuelan record. What a season, man. So I got to ask you, what a great season for him. Obviously not the Royals. Oh, yeah. Before I, I talk about a, a massive contract for a two-year deal here in just a second, I got to ask you one more question about Salvi. And... Okay, so let's say 12 more bats, all right? Yeah. Do you think out of those 12 bats, there could be a possibility, I'm just throwing that out there, that a pitcher maybe just throws them a, uh, you know, a meatball? I think there's an outside chance. I was thinking right? about that. They like, would does never that admit. happen? I think it has to be somebody established, though. Like a young guy that's trying to make money and make not it. Not going to happen. Yeah, it would have to be someone that's like friends with him from his country or something. Like, why not throw him a meatball? I, that stuff does happen, by the way. I, I mean, and I know it does. Yeah, and uh, nobody's gonna ever talk about it. But why not give the guy a chance? I'd love to it. hit fifty. And well, here's one other. Give him some meatballs. Here's one other thing that I think they should do. I mean, if I was pitching, I'd hit him. Yeah, I'd, we, I'd walk no, him every you time. Walk right? Him. You got to be a man. I'll be a man. No, but what um what I think the Royals should do real quick here on that is is lead him off, especially you're the home team, so you may not get that ninth inning at bat, right? Don't you want to guarantee he gets the most at bats possible? I mean. There's every time you're the home team, you, you know, if you win the game, there's there's three guys missing out on it at a bat at the end of the game. So my point is, there's a if there's four games left, you do the math. If they win three of them, that means he's going to miss out on a bat if they don't lead him off. I mean, so my, this, this lead season's over. What's it matter? DH him and lead him off. All right. So uh, best of luck to Salvi. Will we? Will the season be over by the next time we chat next Thursday? Yeah, Sunday's the last game. <sighs> so Sunday. a lot to chat about that. We'll obviously bring it up and see if Salvi's increased that home run. Uh, hopefully by two more and hits that 50 number. Uh, another contract that we've got to talk about, and I think this was really surprising, I think, for a lot of people. I know you, uh, you'd you sent a, a message out to one of our coworkers in regards to uh, saying WTF. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can break that down, but this is true. Uh, it's not a rumor. The Royals gave center fielder uh, Michael A. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me reread that. Royals gave center fielder Michael A. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Center fielder Michael A. Taylor is not a repeat. <sighs> Two years. I thought it was ten million. It is with incentives. It okay. could be. It's nine. Let's just roll roll it up. Two years, ten million. Yeah, two can years. I, can I talk now? No, no. I'm two angry. years, ten million dollar contract yesterday. Again, Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> a two year, ten million dollar contract. <laughs> Michael A. Taylor, a two-year, $10 right. million dollar contract. Davo, your thoughts? My thoughts are he has the fourth worst OPS among everyday players in the major leagues. That means he is legitimately one of the worst offensive players that plays every day. Mm-hmm. Is he elite defensively? Absolutely. He, is he going to end up with two wins above replacement, which a lot of people think is the end-all, be-all? Absolutely. But you know why that stat's so overrated? Salvador Perez has 3.3. You're telling me he's only worth three wins more than an average catcher? You're telling me Mike Miner is worth two and a half wins above replacement because Mike Miner has a positive war. So war is not the end-all, be-all. Is it useful to a degree, but these people are obsessed with it, and that's why they justify the value. Wouldn't you, Steve, let me ask you a question. So we can both admit Michael A. Taylor is borderline elite in, in center field defensively. Sure. Like, he's sure. he's almost on the Lorenzo Cain level to me. Okay. Okay? But he's also one of the worst hitting players in the majors. Let me ask you, would you... Here's the problem. Now, if Hunter Dozier was hitting, if Carlos Santana was hitting, if everybody else was hitting, 
that's fine, right? You can have one or two bats in your lineup that don't do a lot for defense, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've got multiple guys who can't hit who are also going to be back next year, then there's no market for Santana and Dozier. And I doubt they're going to... At least one of them will be playing every day, if not both. You're trying to find at bats for Mondesi. You're trying to find at bats for Bobby Witt, for Nick Prado, on and on. You, you want to sign another bag at one free agent. Where are they going to play? You've got seven spots now taken because with that contract, Taylor is playing every day. They're not giving a backup no, outfielder no, two no years, way. $10 million in Kansas not City. Happening. Not happening. So my question to you is, would you rather sacrifice? Would you rather go get a free agent who's maybe average defensively in center field, but who can hit? Or would you rather have elite defense and horrible offense? Wouldn't you rather just split the differences? You, you kind of would just want right in the middle, That's right? What I think you, you need right in the middle. I mean, for ten million dollars, you better be hitting some bombs. And I, I mean, or I mean, I'm not trying to like do the whole full hindsight is twenty twenty, but I mean, or it's 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 their job to make the right signings, right? So. Carlos Santana and Mike Miner and all these guys and Michael A. Taylor now are making something like next year. It'll be over 20. I think it's 23 million between those three, right? You're telling me that they couldn't have just gone out and signed Starling Marte, who's the best center fielder available for 14 or 15 mil. Like instead of signing these three or four average subpar guys, sure. just sign a meaningful guy. It's just, it's frustrating. I'd, to answer your question, I, I'd like Michael A. Taylor. He's useful as a backup outfielder. However, he will not be a backup outfielder, so I don't like the deal. David, I, I got to ask you one other question though, because uh, this is not on the script, but I mean, that's what sports is. It's all about numbers. It's all about, you know, going back to people saying certain things. You said at the beginning of KC Press Box, maybe show number one or two, you said, quote, and I wish we Nick, we could have pulled this audio of Dave actually saying this. You called Michael A. Taylor, again, the two-year, uh, two $10 million individual, the poor man Kane. Which, which is How kinda, is he the poor man Kane? Now he just made $10 million. Well, he's not poor anymore. That's for damn sure. You're right about that. <laughs> Come on, David. You called him the poor man Kane, and now he's making bank. It is a good comp. Get him that. It is a good comp, though. Like Defensively, they are about the same level Ooh. in their peaks. I, I would still take Kane defensively by a smidge. But Taylor is a really good. Now, he he has made me upset throwing to the wrong base a couple times. I feel like he's made some mental blunders out there. But overall, he is defensively a poor man's cane, if not on the same level as Kane. But he just can't hit. That's the problem. I just laughed. I saw that, that contract come through, and that's the first thing I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> the poor man Kane? Well, that's wrong. Yeah. That's 100% wrong. All right. Obviously, we want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, again, we'll revisit the end of the season next week on KCPressBox.com uh, just to talk about the Kansas City Royals, uh, how they finish things out. But something uh, that we obviously are going to talk about here in just a second josh gordon mm -hmm. uh you saw the rumors all over the place um going to be joining the squad but uh before we jump into mr gordon uh i, I just keep it very simple here uh give me like a one to ten okay a scale of one to ten how worried are you defensively and why for the kansas city chiefs i am at a six defensively with the chiefs i think eventually frank clark will get healthy and he'll decide he wants to play in the playoffs i, I think that's just been a massive he was good that first year and they probably wouldn't have won the super bowl without him so the signing is probably worth it but he's been a disaster he'll eventually get healthy i do expect i hope at one at some point juan thornhill will start playing some snaps over daniel Sorensen, for example i think willie gay getting back and healthy will help but it's steve it's, it's just not as good of a defense as i thought preseason i i didn't expect the linebackers to be this bad our linebackers are awful that's the really the weak part i mean the, the, the i mean frank the, the lines the, the secondary line are pretty good overall i mean but not having frank clark out there you know maybe the line's not good but chris jones makes up you know for one player on his own he's like mm -hmm. worth two guys on his mm -hmm. own but 
I think the lineup, the, the linebackers are bad. Now they're dead last right now in DVOA. The Chiefs are defensively. I think they'll end up at like 22nd. So I think the defense will kind of revert to the mean, which to me is like a slightly below average. I thought they might be above average this year. So I was wrong on that, but I think it'll end up being a slightly below average. And they're, and they're more geared to, to face your guy. Your, I thought they were pretty good against the Chargers, honestly. I, I didn't think they were bad in that game. So I, I think that's, if they can do what they did against the Chargers overall, then I think we'll be fine. So here's another one to 10. All right. Okay. Very simple. And and this is very surprising whenever I use this terminology with the Kansas City Chiefs offense, but turnovers. I mean, the, you, you'd normally, and if I pull up the stat, Patrick Mahomes has never, and you, and I could be wrong, had never had a turnover in September. interception in, in September, 100%. Yeah, you're right. Um, so now the question is, 1 to 10 scale is a turnovers Because, I mean, there's been fumbles, there's been picks, there's been poor decisions by Patrick. We normally put Patrick up on a pedestal. Which you should. When you're a $500 million man, he's not Michael A. Taylor money right now. He's Patrick Mahomes money. And normally you give him the credit when when we win and be successful. But should this be on Patrick's uh, shoulders right now? No. And I'm at a, on a 1 to 10 scale. I'm not even going to give you a number. I'm going to give you a zero. I'm not worried about turnovers at all. And in fact, I want to go on a little rant about this because I've been pissed off all week about this. So I've been reading people and some people that are, you know, even have the blue check mark on, on social media. So it's not all just people that are in their mom's basement. People saying Patrick Mahomes, oh, don't throw no-look passes to Marcus Kemp. It's, that interception's completely on Patrick because it was unnecessary. It's time to dial him back. He's just not playing that well anymore. The dude has freaking three interceptions in his career in September. Holy overreacting, Batman. I mean, seriously, you're telling me you want to you tell Patrick Mahomes, who's the best player in football, right, who's the franchise player, you want to tell him to change the way he plays because of two September games when, I mean, there's, speaking, we, we brought up the term going back to the mean a second ago on the defense. Talk about, going, he's not going to go turnover free his entire career in September. True. Like two of those picks were his fault. Yes. Were they bad plays? Yes. What, what did he admit it? Yes. Did they cost him the game? Maybe, maybe that was definitely a, a portion of both losses. But at the end of the day, you cannot try to tame Patrick Mahomes. He's not lost anything. My favorite too. Did you hear what the reporter asked Eric Bieniemy in the no. press conference on, on Monday? He said, uh, well, is there any feeling in the in the locker room that the teams have started to figure out, you, you know, figure out your offense? You know, you've really slowed down, and the enemy just started laughing, and he he laughed. He goes, "I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> hang on a minute, I got to laugh for a second. I mean, no, no. He goes, "You know, we're we're putting up thirty some points or forty against Baltimore, and that's with four turnovers, and you know, key like." As Bienemy said, the only th the only people stopping us are ourselves, and that's exactly sure. right. I'm not concerned at all about the turnovers, and I'm pissed off and frustrated that people are acting like because Mahomes made two bad plays, all of a sudden he's lost it, and we need to change him. But obviously, we have to bring it up. No, we, I'm not you. To I'm talk no, no, I'm just saying in general, the, the sports media has to bring it up. What's going on here? I mean, th this is not normal. When the start of the season, we went twenty and zero or twenty and zero uh, is what we're expected, and now yeah. all of a sudden there's a lot of turnovers. This is not the norm, and that's why I think the Kansas City Chiefs. You would think if they were worried, okay, about um, the defense, they would go out and find a defensive player. I'm going to. But are they worried about the offense? And that's why they went out and found Josh Gordon. Yes. Pit pause before we get into that. I'm going to make a hot take right now. You ready for this? Yeah, you yeah. can write this down. We're recording this at September 30th at 1224 p.m. I'm calling it now. The Chiefs are only going to lose one more game the entire season, and that includes the playoffs. They're not going to lose. They're winning the Super Bowl. You, you know I'm going to pull this audio later when Do they it. lose two more. They're going to lose one more game this year. It will you, be one you, more regular season You know game. I love calling you when you're wrong. Uh, that's it. One more, that's it. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, obviously, they went out. Uh, are they concerned with the offense? Are they concerned with getting the points? Are they trying to find a flanker for Tyreek Hill? He's getting double coverage like always. Yeah. Um, Kelsey's getting double teamed. Uh, so now they bring out Josh Gordon. 
Gordon, uh, what's your take on this? So obviously, I think based on how it would lay out, he could possibly play in that Sunday night game against the Bills. I'd say, yeah. Does it occur? Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I think he doesn't play this week, and I think he's in next week. I mean, I think it's a good signing. I mean, it's it's a low-risk, high-reward, right? I mean, I, I never saw much they're giving him. Did you see what the no, dollar I didn't, is? No, I didn't see that. I'm guessing it's a couple million. I'm guessing it's nothing much in football terms. So it's a good signing. Um, now, do I think he'll be the 2013 Josh Gordon that led the NFL in receiving yards and was an all-pro? And do I think that's happening? No. Do I think he's at that level? No. He's 30 years old now, and he's been, he hasn't played a full season in, you know, what, six years or something like that. But, you know, he spent six years with Cleveland, a couple with Brady in New England, a couple with Russell Wilson in Seattle, although he barely played with Seattle. It's like a handful of games. But, um, you know, I, I do want to say, not to get cheesy for a second, but I do want to wish him um, good luck. He's coming back, and I know me and you know people and everyone listening probably knows somebody who's struggled with addiction and I think it's it's a beautiful thing that he's still fighting and going after his dreams and getting those opportunities and I think all of us at the very least should cheer him on to you know to, to sobriety and, and continued growth 100%. as a man because because that's something later on Steve especially if he's on the Super Bowl winning team with the Chiefs and, and has a couple good years think about the power he can go into classrooms and you know 100%. go talk to people and, and tell them about him and tell his story and help other people so from that perspective I love it and then I think I think he'll be good. I think it's necessary to try to add something. I made the prediction on Twitter that they would go trade for Brandon Cooks of the Texans or maybe try to get DJ Shark from the Jaguars. I still think that they might make a trade for one more receiver, but I like the move, and I think it's it's necessary at this point because it's, it's just not happening with some of these other guys. All right, let's talk about this Sunday then. Andy Reid going to his old home, uh, Philly. You know, they, they had some bad blood up there back in the day. They wanted him out, uh, but now they probably want him back. Um, so check this out. The Chiefs are favorited, uh, which is quite a bit really after going you know yeah. two straight by seven and a half yeah. um the over under for the Chiefs first Philly game is 54 and a half what are you looking for in this game so the the Chiefs haven't covered a line forever by the way they have not been covering the spread I think it's been I don't even know if they cover one of the playoffs last year I have to go back and look but I'm looking at this what I'm seeing in this game Steve before we talk about the the line in this it's a major get right spot for the Chiefs they have got to get right in this game now if, if they don't if they somehow drop this game then my panic will get a lot more Okay, they're not going to drop this game, though. They should put up 40 points in this game on their own. I really like that 54 and a half over my favorite play. If I'm going to take one or the other, the Chiefs by seven and a half or the over under. I like them both, but I would I really like the the uh, over in this game at 54. I think the Chiefs put up 40 in this game. It's a major get right. I'm going to make a ballsy prediction. We we see Tyreek Hill get 125 to 150 Mm. and two Mm. touchdowns. I think it's a major Tyreek Hill week. Uh, this week and the, the Chiefs haven't played well. When's the last time you can remember them really playing well? Like in a game. I mean, regular season last year, because even yeah, in the playoffs, probably. it was a struggle bus. The majority of the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, they haven't had a complete game in a while. They need to come out in this game. We're looking at a very mediocre to below average Philadelphia team. Um, Philadelphia got destroyed really by a good Dallas team. Not great. Um, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles, who I was telling everybody to draft as your backup, and you and I have him, and he's mm-hmm. been good so far. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Lamar Jackson Jr., poor man's Lamar Jackson, if you want to go that way. Um, but, I mean, not in the same level as Lamar. But it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs are able to, um, with him and Miles Sanders, who's our backup, one of our backup running backs, with him and Miles Sanders, you know, how, how are the Chiefs able to slow them down? They've got a couple good tight ends and Goddard and Ertz. But th- this is a game, I want to see the Chiefs defense hold these guys in, in the low 20s, and I want to see the Chiefs put up 40. I want to see a double-figure win. So, There's so no then, then what's the score? 42-24. to 24. Let's 42. go 42-24. Philly? Game. 
No. no oh, okay. Just making sure. I like both the Chiefs minus seven and a half and the over, but gun to my head, I'd probably take the over if I had to pick one before the other. But I love, I love the Chiefs putting up forty points in this game. All right, let's talk about some other marquee games around the league this weekend. Uh, next up, the three and O Carolina Panthers heading to Dallas, uh, which is who we were just talking about. They had that big win against Philly. What was that Monday night? Yep, Monday night game. Um, Dallas, a five point favorite, um, and it's a check this out too. Over under is fifty and a half. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for in this game? I'm looking at both teams and wondering if they're for real. Because Carolina, like you said, they're 3-0, and but it was the Jets. True. Um, it was Houston, who's awful. And then it was the Saints when their entire team had the freaking COVID virus. Their coaching staff, like 16 or it was like 14 coaches didn't coach or something. So not really an overly. They did kick their ass, though. So, I mean, you got to give the Panthers credit for that one. But um, how good are they? I don't know. Sam Darnold looks pretty good, but DJ Moore, I guess Robbie Anderson's now in witness protection. They don't use him anymore. Christian McCaffrey's hurt. So it's going to be interesting to see in this one. Dallas really should not have won against the Chargers. The Chargers had three touchdowns wiped away due to penalty. Um, so I, I still think the Chargers are probably better than Dallas. Um, and then, but Dallas did play really well against Tampa in a loss, and they smoked Philly. So Dak just looks good out there, man. Zeke looks like his old self. They're mixing in Pollard. So I don't love the five points in this one, but if I had to pick a team in this one, I would take Dallas minus five just because they have so much firepower on offense with their receivers and, and the running backs. So give me Dallas minus five in this one, but it's going to be a fun game to watch. All right, speaking of undefeated, how about the battle of some undefeated teams here? 3-0 teams. So we're talking about the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, this time the Rams have the lead by four and a half for the spread and 54 and a half. What's your prediction on this one? Four and a half seems high in this one. Um, I get it based on the home field advantage. Uh, but I probably, I, I probably wouldn't bet this one, but if I am, I'm taking the points. I'm going to take Arizona, get the four and a half. This to me is probably the most entertaining game though, all weekend, because we know the Rams D is for real, but we also know Kyla Murray is for real. And it'll be interesting to see if, if Jalen Ramsey shadows Deandre Hopkins at all. I'm imagining no, cause he doesn't shadow much anymore, but I mean, you've got Hopkins on the outside of the added AJ green and Rondale Moore. And so that, so the Cardinals have plenty of weapons and, and I'm still wondering about their front seven because two of the games, the Cardinals defense looks legit. Now granted the competition wasn't great in those two games, but the one where they faced a good offense in Minnesota or, you know, a decent one, um, they got really destroyed. So, how will they do against a white hot Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup? This is going to be an exciting game. I expect a lot of points on this one. I think it, there's a good chance it does go over the 54 and a half. So actually, that's probably the better bet of the two. Probably the over 54 and a half is better, but I also like the Cardinals getting the points. How about one that's just squeaking away here? The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're going to play Denver. Denver 3-0? They are. Is that weird to say? Denver three and zero. Very weird. With to no say. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Very right. weird. No Tim Tebow. Very, yeah. Weird to say. <laughs> uh, but another game. Baltimore is only one point favorite yeah. as of right now. This could definitely change before Sunday if something would occur. Um, but one point favorite. Uh, Forty five over under. Does this spread seem a little low to you? It does off the bat because you and I the last few years are used to Denver sucking, right? But. Here's the deal. Denver, like you said, they're they're quietly 3-0. They're a lot better. That defense, that's the best secondary in the NFL, first of all. Second of all, Denver, this, this is also a borderline hot take, but Denver might have the best defense in the entire NFL, like not just the secondary. So mm-hmm. I think Denver's defense is really good. And I think Teddy Bridgewater, we love Drew Locke. He's a local kid, but I think he's taking care of the football a little bit better. I think I still think Locke maybe has more upside long-term, maybe. But Bridgewater for this team is better because he takes care of the football. Obviously a lot for him, Locke, to learn right now, yeah. especially when you have somebody like Tony. 
So we will see what happens. Denver, though, has two good running backs. They have a stud tight end. And, then, you know, of course, they have Cortland Sutton on the outside. We know all about Baltimore. I think that Lamar Jackson makes a, a turnover late. He's going to do something wrong on this game. It's at mile high or whatever they call it now. And what is it? What do they call it now, by the way? Is it not mile high anymore? What is that? They don't call it mile high. Is it still mile high? I, I thought it was something else. No. Anyway, give me Denver on the money line. I'm calling Denver for the outright win here. All right. Another one here that we got to chat about. Um, Tom Brady, Gronky. They return this time to New England. Um, plus, Richard Sherman joins the Bucks. Yeah, how about that? Um, but that, check this out. Tampa is a seven-point favorite going into New England um, with total 49. Thoughts on this one? Belichick, best coach in the NFL for New England. Probably the biggest dick out of all of them, too. But he is the the best coach in the NFL. If he had the horses, I would pick him because I believe in him that much. But he doesn't. His team is not good. Uh, at quarterback, Mac Jones is just not getting it done. Um, the entire offense is just not very good. for the, you know, They lost James White. They're one of their best valuable players in a game like this because you can't run the football against Tampa Bay. So they're going to need those short passes, the safety blankets, and they don't have James White, their best receiving running back by far. And, and they just, I mean, uh, Jacoby Myers ain't going to beat you catching the ball for five yards. I think, I, I don't love betting on any team against Bill Belichick by seven. It's very uncomfortable. But if I have to make a pick here, I think Brady and Tampa win this game by, I don't know, eight, 10 to 13 points. They'll, they'll cover the seven. So give me Tampa on this one. But I just, Belichick's the man, but he just doesn't have the players right All now. All right, before we jump into um, some sit uh, or start, starter sit, uh, let's talk a little bit about DFS uh, little preview tell us uh, some of the games that you really feel focusing on uh for your lineups this week so your dfs lineup needs to have i think at least one of the big three in the chiefs mahomes hill or kelsey now we've talked about the difference in the past if you're playing tournaments you have to have one of them in cash games i suppose maybe you wouldn't have to have them the prices are pretty high on all of them all of them north of i guess actually hill i think is right at eight thousand this year all all or this week all of them at eight thousand or above on DraftKings which is the only one I play. But I think you want to want to get one of those three if you can in your lineup. Um, Tyreek is the one in tournaments I'm playing. If I'm playing tournaments, I'm 100% playing Tyreek Hill this week. A little riskier in cash games. I'd probably go down to Devontae Adams in cash games uh, for a little cheaper. But I think you're definitely also going to want to invest in the Cowboys. Now, where at? I think Dak, if you're not playing Mahomes as the quarterback you want to play, Dak is probably the cash game quarterback on DraftKings at 6,700. Uh, CD Lamb sticks out to me at 6,700. Zeke at 65. You definitely want one of those three in your cash game lineup. You're playing one Cowboy in cash no matter what. You're playing at least one Chief in tournament and probably one Chief in cash. And then you can look at some other guys here. Um, the, the question this week for cash games on DFS is, are you paying up at running back? Are you paying up for Derrick Henry against the Jets or Kamara against the Giants? I'm honestly, at this point on Thursday, I can't tell you for sure what I'm doing yet. If you want to tweet me later in the week and ask me or, or Facebook me or write us here at kcpressbox.com, I'm happy to talk to you about it. I'm not sure. I'm kind of leaning towards playing some mid-range guys like Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, um, some of these guys in the mid-range, Antonio Gibson, I'll have a better idea later in the week on that. I'm kind of thinking the build for this week in cash might be mid-priced running backs in that 6000 pay up at wide receiver to get a couple of them. And I will tell you, I'm going to give you one must-play this week. Okay. Lock in Robert Woods at 5300 Are you kidding me? Play him in cash. Play him in tournaments. Everyone's going to play Cup. Cup can't keep this up. He's priced up almost to 8000 now or in the upper sevens now. 
And Robert Woods is going to get his game. He's got a big game coming for 5,300. Lock him in every DraftKings lineup. 5,300 Robert Woods. All right, let's jump into uh, our newest and fun segment, especially when you're playing fantasy uh, sports. Make sure you, if you have a question, if you have somebody that you want to ask us about a start or sit, make sure you go to kcpressbox.com. Submit that below. All right, uh, Ben in Shawnee, Kansas wants to know, David, the question is, do I start uh, Sony uh, Mitchell? Michelle, yeah. Michelle, sorry. Or Kareem Hunt? Oh, it's Kareem Hunt, man. 10 out of 10 times you're playing Kareem Hunt in this one. I mean, the dude's way more talented. We know that here in Kansas City, right? Can you imagine how good we'd be if we still had Kareem Hunt, by the mm-hmm, way? Anyway, mm-hmm. back on track. Kareem Hunt, 10 times out of 10. He's getting half the work in that Cleveland offense. Michelle, we're not sure if Daryl Henderson's back or not this week. He was at practice yesterday, I can say. I'm guessing he probably plays. But no, you're, you're taking Kareem Hunt pretty much every week. All right, next one. This is uh, Danny from Belton, Missouri. How about that? I haven't heard from Belton, Missouri in a while. Belton. Uh, have you been to Belton before? I have been to Belton. I've For what? Live broadcast a couple times. In Belton, where'd you go to? Cell phone place? <laughs> you don't even know? I don't know. There's not a lot out it's there. It's been several years. It's been years. Belton, Missouri. Have you right. been there before? Yeah, I don't know what for. Probably a Walmart. You probably played football or something. No, we didn't. Uh, no, they were too small. No. Oh. Belton was too small. Uh, all right, Danny from Belton, Missouri, wants to know uh, in regards to running back. His question: Does he play uh, Barber or Kenyon Drake? Can you believe that freaking Peyton Barber game last week? Man, mm. the dude smashed. They give Kenyon Drake all the money and don't even use him. He's still complimentary, even with Josh Jacobs out. I don't really want to start either of these guys to answer the question, Steve. I suppose if Josh Jacobs is out, you play Barber. If Jacobs sure. is in. You play Drake. So it's a Monday night game. So that's the good thing in the starter sit. Normally a Monday night game, I would tell you to play the guy that's earlier in the week, you know, mm-hmm. but they're both of these guys are on the Monday night game in the same game. So if Jacobs is playing, you're playing Drake. And if Jacobs is out, you're playing Barber. But I don't really love either, to be honest. All right. How about one from my old hometown and your current hometown? Emily from Lee. Did she message us not long ago either? Yeah, maybe. Is this a girl that you met up with? No, it's not. I don't. No, you, what, that was, which girl was that? That, that message to the show, Casey Pressbox. It was like Amy or something. You don't even know her name? Maybe how I do. do. You, you, you met up with her, and how do you not I remember not her name? I meet up with oh, her. Oh, that's what we call it. We don't uh, meet up with her. Okay. She was in Vegas with you. You don't remember her name? You say I live in a fantasy world. Uh, well, Emily, if this is Emily that Emily was Summit. that met up with Devo in Las Vegas, never she currently resides in uh, Lee Summit now. Uh, that's very shocking <laughs> that you met up with her in Vegas. Hold on. Let's back story up here to say. So now she's in Lee Summit. She was in Vegas. Now she's in Lee Summit. I wonder where she's staying. <laughs> Whatever. Tell you, I'm going to go swing by the house and see if there's any new cars out there. All right. Emily from Lee Summit, a.k.a. Davo's house, who uh, who I think wrote it. Yeah, even says who I think wrote in last week also. This is the same chick. Okay. Can you just ask, what's the question? Oh, my God. Give me her. Nick, give me the last name of Emily. I'm calling. Get her on the phone. You get the IP address. Trace it. <laughs> give me, get, I want Emily on the phone next week. I want to see if she's. Whose Wi-Fi does I want to, I want to see. Yeah, it's probably Davos Wi-Fi. <laughs> Cat Daddy sixty nine is definitely Davos Wi-Fi. Weird number. All right, so here's her question, Emily from Wide Receiver: Should I sit or stay with Davos? Should I kick him to the? Cr- oh, I'm sorry, that's not the question. That's a different question. Uh, wide Receiver question: Does uh, does she start uh, Hardman? Yeah. Or or Sammy Watkins. Uh, how about neither? Can we pick somebody else up? Off I don't waivers? know what I don't know what her squad has right we, now, but she wants to know Sammy I mean, Watkins, Michael Hardman, or kick Davo to the is curb it, is this, and make him buy dinner tonight. Is this an eighteen team league? I, I don't mean, know. I mean, 
neither. Pick somebody else up. I mean, not none of them. I mean, didn't Hartman have a decent I game mean, last fine. week? I mean, not wasn't fan, it? Not fantasy wise. Yeah, but didn't he have a okay. night? He fine. had a catch. Start, start Hartman if you had to pick him. But he, he had a catch. Need, pick I think, somebody else I think up. Emily just wants to to keep poking at you. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use that word. But. Uh, she did. Yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> Thank you again, Emily from Lee Summit. We apologize for pushing you too hard on that. Uh, and uh, Killian from Kansas City, Missouri wants to know quarterback question. Now that's a good one too. Ryan Tannehill or Matthew Stafford. Mm. Last one for our starter set. Again, if you ever have a question about your Favorite fantasy question. team, feel free to message us at kcpressbox.com. Again, Killian's question, Ryan Tannehill Matt, or Matthew Stafford. What are we looking at? Thank you for giving me five seconds of delay time there. That's fine. I'm going to say, well, Tannehill gets the awful mm-hmm. Jets, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is he really going to have to throw the ball? Is it just going to be a Derrick Henry game and they're going to win? Mm. The Jets aren't going to push them to throw the ball. So... I'm going to take Stafford against the Cardinals in the 54 and a half over under. It's an upbeat offensive atmosphere. And honestly, week to week this year, uh, Killian, I think you'll find yourself playing Stafford more than Tannehill. But it's a fair question, but definitely go Stafford in that one. All right. Here's the time before we jump straight into uh, your Sportsbook 101. Obviously, your lock of the week, which we want to make sure that we continue with that. What, 16 and four? Is that right? Uh, I don't have my sheet in front of me now. I don't remember. We're we're 70%. 70%. uh, We'll give you a lock of the week, kcpressbox.com. But this comes uh, from Overland Park. Fred from Overland Park. I love that name. 14 and 6, by the way. Oh, 14 and 6, sorry. Uh, Fred from Overland Park. Love that name. Fred, Overland Park, Kansas. His crystal ball question is, who will be the MVP of fantasy football this year? I don't even know if that's a crystal ball question. Because this this could be, you know, this is a a real question here. So, MVP for this year in fantasy football. I'm going to ask you a crystal ball question before I answer it. Will your next son be named Fred? No. You tell you love my, the name. I do love the name, but nobody wants to be a nine-month-old Fred. Okay. All right. If anything, it's going to be David. The, yeah. the MVP of fantasy football this year. How about this for a hot take? Travis Kelsey. There's nobody else who can duplicate what oh, he does come on. at that position. He's the most valuable player in fantasy football. I love Travis Kelsey. But what's his point records in the last uh, three weeks? He's over 20 every week. Right, think he, didn't he have a 30-burger one week? 30-burger. I don't own him anywhere, <laughs> Do they unfortunately. Call it, they call it 30-burger? I don't think I own him anywhere. 30-burger? Yeah. Are you ready? Let's make you some money. It's the Sportsbook 101 with Davo. All right. Let's get to it here. We're going to discuss money management. We did this several months ago, but as you pointed out, we have a different audience sometimes from our MLB talk compared to our NFL. So we'll go over some money management again. Something that I, you know, you heard me talk about my Vegas trip and how I was up and had a winning percentage on the trip, but still lost money because mm-hmm. I went so big. And why did I lose? Because she of, said because of money management. She did. Uh, so Emily from Lee <laughs> Summit said that. I think. <laughs> Let me start here. Keeping track. <laughs> Just go over there and drink something while I talk here. All right. So if you're mute my mic. First of all, I will say I hear a lot of people that quit sports investing and wagering after two or three bad weeks, or you know, a little lose. Like I'm done. I hate this. I'm not going to lose. Well. First of all, what that tells me is, A, you're either betting more money than you can afford to lose, so you're betting too much, a.k.a. money management, or B, you're not willing to put in the time and process to write out the ups and downs, right? We're all going to lose. We're all going to have stretches in this. Now, when you first start, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, that's why I, w- I wish I would have had somebody... I-, I wish when I was starting, Steve, the first four to five years sports in- investing back in the day. Back then, it was actually betting because I don't know what the hell I was doing. I consider it investing now because we know what we're doing. We're creating an edge. Back then, it was betting. I wish I had this podcast to listen to, right? Back in the day. So my point is, 
listen to people that are smarter than you. I'm not saying I'm smarter. I'm just more experienced. That's a better word. Listen to people more experienced than you, especially when it comes to money management. And and don't bet so much that it hurts so bad that quick. And and don't don't quit that quickly if you have a bad stretch. These things happen. If, if you're passionate about it and you love sports, there is money to be had in this. There are edges. Let's, let's use my Vegas trip, though, as an example of money management. And we talked about this in the past. I have two different ways of betting, wagering, investing, whatever you want to call it. It's the when I'm here in Kansas City and I have to drive to Iowa, because it's not legal here yet. Hopefully it'll be legal in either Missouri or Kansas anytime, considering Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Illinois, Iowa, it's all legal in. When you can start wagering, you know, weekly, you don't need to bet that big, right? You're not going to have these kind of bets that hurt that much. I would never put $2,000 on the Chiefs against the Ravens normally. If, if I'm, But when I'm going out to Vegas three times a year, four times a year, I have a Vegas money management system and a, and a, and a normal you know, money management. So whatever, let's say you're putting in, I don't know, let's say you want to put in $800 for the whole football season to make it last. So maybe you're betting, you know, $40 games then or $30 games or whatever. So my point is have a plan, have a bankroll, you know, don't go over it much, if at all. Um, be responsible with your money. We, we can't. We can't. So don't uh, go to the strip club like David no, did and blew even more money. We can't emphasize. Emily's not happy with that. You know that, right? <laughs> we. You can't start a relationship. Have you been uh, like drinking this morning? I don't know. I've like never it. heard your mind this in the gutter this much. Sorry. No, no I, I think I, I, I think though for real though, like be responsible with your money. But but there's two different ways of money management. There's a responsible week to week when you can do it legally. When you're gonna, I would never put two thousand dollars on that game. But if you're in Vegas, I will tell you. Then in that case, you have a different money management system. You're taking out a thousand or two thousand or four thousand, whatever it is. You're willing to lose that much, but you want to make two, three, four thousand. Then that's okay. That's it's a different thing. But in general, be responsible with money management and just kind of have uh, a system that you do. And that's I just wanted to give a quick reminder of that this week for money management. All right, this is the time of the lock of the week, and if I'm doing a prediction, I'm going to say that uh, by next Thursday, Davo and Emily will still be together. Let's make you some money. Time for the lock of the week. We are fourteen and six. On the lock of the week, 70% so far. C minus. And we're going to keep this going this week. Start spreading the news. Okay, go on. I'm leaving today. New York. We're heading to New York. Ah. New York this week. Derek Henry. King Henry is headed to take on the Jets. The Titans are a seven-point favorite. And we're also heading... To Wisconsin, the mm. hottest girl I ever saw in my life. This oh, is actually geez, this is awkward. This is a fact. The hottest girl I ever saw was at a mall in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and that's just a few hours away from Green Bay. We're going. I bet she's a Packers fan. We're going up there in honor of her. Green Bay is taking on Pittsburgh as a seven-point favorite. We have got the Tennessee Titans minus seven and the Green Bay Packers minus seven. I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. We are teasing this six-point, two-team teaser. Oh. You tease down the Titans to minus one. You tease down the Packers to minus one. And you make the money, baby. Sorry, I just had to let it keep going for just a second. That's right. Uh, spreading the news. Oh, boy. It's up to I, you. I just feel like next week things could get awkward between the hottest chick that he's ever seen in Wisconsin at a mall to Emily still at Davo's house using the Wi-Fi. Cat Daddy 69. Things just get a little weird on show eight, uh, show 19 today. I want to be a part of it. New York. CaseyPressBox.com. Make sure you guys <laughs> tell a friend about the show uh, every single week, no matter if it's the Sportsbook 101. Here to help educate you with your sports investment, your lock of the week to help make it cold, hard cash, or just talking about Salvador Perez next week. 
Does he break the Royals' oh. record for home runs? Quick prediction. What's your prediction? Does he get another one? Yeah, he does. How many more? One or two? Two or more. Three. He hits 50. Really? I'm thinking he hits 50. I'm here for it. So uh, we'll obviously talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see if they uh, can go into Philly and, and come out with a win before they do that Sunday night football game against the Bills back at Arrowhead. So lots to talk about next week. Make sure you tell your friends about the show, KCPressBox.com. Best of luck to Emily. Hopefully they're still dating by next Thursday. Davo is out. out. I am Steve Serrano. I'm out. Later, guys. Later, guys.